Hello and welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Farrah, your host, and I am so genuinely grateful that you're here. I created this podcast as a way to share my own personal journey of connecting deeper to myself and still operating in my day-to-day life. I got my yoga teacher certificate about 10 or 11 years ago and have been on this path of connecting to myself to be able to gain a deeper awareness of my most authentic true self with a capital S over these last 10 years. And definitely made plenty of mistakes along the way, have studied, have gone through multiple trainings um, to be able to really be able to break apart all of the different layers to remove the boxes that I've placed on myself so that I'm able to be as true and as um, honest as I possibly can in everything that I do to be able to let you see the real me and to hopefully be able to give you some tips and tools to be able to allow yourself to be seen in that same very way. And I am diving into the topic of activating your higher brain in today's episode um, and really identifying when it's lower brain activity, when it's lower brain thoughts, and when we're in our higher state. And this is actually ultimately more connected to the idea of our lower brain, like our limbic system versus our prefrontal cortex. And our prefrontal cortex is located right here around our forehead and is often then linked, especially within the idea of chakra system to our third eye, our highest self. And again, makes sense, higher brain, highest self. And that's like our, or within the yoga world, we call it our Atman, you know, that soul's level, our guidance to be able to find and access information that's resided within us for centuries, if you believe in reincarnation, that that essence of who we are that keeps coming back in these different vessels is showing up and is learning and is able to express all of the things that it's learned before in this current reincarnation. So I am pleased to be able to like kind of break this all apart to take out or maybe even we always keep a little woo-woo around these parts, okay? So we got a little bit of something <laughs> there. Um, but then to also make it to be very practical, to be able to hopefully be able to help you digest what this means within your life and to be able to incorporate daily practices to be able to access, access this state on a more regular basis. So let's go ahead and dive in. So Often when you think of lower brain activity, we're thinking of the ego, if you will, the fear-based approach. What if, in like a very negative way, catastrophizing? Um, what if this goes wrong? Like this, what if this, like I could never, I'm too late, I'm too old, I'm not this enough, I'm not this. I'm afraid of change, like I don't like it, it feels uncomfortable, I don't want to do it, like everything's going to fall apart, this could never work. Did I give me anxiety talking about those things? <laughs> but it, it's so true. And I think if denied, if you will, but like we all have these thoughts within our brain sometimes. We all do. You are not alone. We are all in this together. We all have these moments of fear, of stress, of thinking that things won't like work out. And ultimately it's created out of survival. Like we have these thoughts to keep us safe, or at least that's what our brains are designed to do. You know, like we're even 
designed to see the negative and things what goes wrong more often than we're able to even remember what goes right out of survival. That protects us. So we're it's not bad per se, but I think that it's definitely there. And to be able to distinguish it, to be able to identify it, and to be able to label it is the key factor here. We want to be able to understand when these thoughts come in and how much truth there is to it versus just us kind of creating scenarios within our minds to keep us where we are, you know, to keep us small, stagnant, you know, like that familiar is comfortable and it feels safe. It's secure. But also sometimes when we say in this comfort levels, we never really blossom. We never really bloom into the fullest expression of who we're meant to be because we never take enough risks to get us there. And that, and I think that when I think of higher brain or that prefrontal cortex, that's the expansion. That's the growth. That's the potential of what could be. The dreams, the aspirations, the hopes, the desires, our, the pulling of our heartstrings as we're getting like drawn towards something that excites us and scares us at the same time. Like that's the higher brain. That's our potential. That's who we could be if we're able to lean into it, if we were able to support ourselves as we pursue it, if we're able to take the risk to jump in, to leap forward with the uncertainty with the knowing that something could potentially go wrong but then there's also the risk that thinks something could go really fucking great you know like that's that like dichotomy of what goes on within our minds and it's really easy to just slip into the lower brain or sometimes let's be real sometimes we can just be all up in the stars that we don't actually think of the practicality of life and what we need to do at the same time and i truly 100% believe that both are essential for us to be able to stay balanced for us to be able to say and I, I'm not saying this in a negative way, I'm saying this in a positive way, to stay safe, to be able to take care of ourselves. We must eat sometimes. We must have a roof over our head. You know, even sometimes those things are a little variable. Me, I like those things. I find comfort in those things. And I'm able to be bigger. I'm able to grow. I'm able to spread my wings when those things are taken care of. And so a lot of times when I work with coaching clients or when I'm talking about these things, I'm like, have fun, do these things, go, take risks, jump in. But at the same time, like if you want to have those creature comforts in your life too, to know that you have food in your fridge, that your family is taken care of, that you have your bills paid, that you have your mortgage and you're not worrying about losing your home hell yeah like take care of that too and so like but create a system create a structure to support yourself within that side of things so that you're able to take on these risks from a very like calm place that we're not like like romanticizing this potential of what could be without being realistic. Like I'm very realistic. Like a lot of people think I'm a little pie in the sky and I am, and I'm very optimistic and I always do look for solutions. I'm one of those people. I'm like, they're like, this is not going to work out. Like these are all the things that could go wrong. And I'm like, I hear you. I've actually already thought about all of these things, but what if this works out? What if well, like that doesn't pan out and there's the potential, the 1% chance that this could actually all fall perfectly into place. 
What if that? Why don't we think about that more often? Like, why are we always so pre, pre like consumed with what's going to go wrong that we don't ever even pay attention to what could go right? And as much as I like all of these things to be situated, to be taken care of, to be handled, I'm always looking for that 1% of what could go right. What's that thing that might spark, that might just like, you know, blow up in a very good way, you know? Like, what's the moment that we could have a grand time that we, you know, go out or do something and like, what's the 1% that the thing that you never imagined possible just magically pops into, onto your lap? Like, why not? Why not? The universe is abundant. It, there's so much flowing around us. Like, open your arms and let it come to you. Like, it, it's there. It's waiting for you. As, you know, like, um, Albert Einstein talks about this within physics. It's like quantum physics. Like, like attracts like. What are you attracting? What are you aligning your energy with, with the possibilities with, with what you think you're capable of that you deserve? Why, where are you on that level? And how can you then attract the beautiful and abundant life that you deserve? To be able to live your purpose, to be able to live a life that you're excited about, that lights you up, that brings you so much love, so much joy, so much excitement, connection. Like, I believe that all of us are, are able to have that within our lives. And that's where we tap into that higher brain. That's where we tap into our prefrontal cortex. That's where we tap into our highest self. And to be able to access that and to be able to distinguish within that is for you. And I think that that's what each person has to decide for themselves. And that comes up in a lot of different forms. And there's a lot of different ways to like turn that faucet on. Okay. And, you know, there's different exercises that you can do in order to kind of like be able to investigate further for yourself. What does that mean for you? And I think, you know, journaling's an excellent exercise. I journal often and I always encourage my clients to journal. So like very much journaling. So like even thinking, what are things in my life that make me feel more alive, that excite me, that are, um, that make me laugh, that bring me joy, that are like silly or that maybe not everyone's into, that they're not like the cool things. Like, this is not about fitting it in. Very much finding your purpose, finding what brings you joy, your own unique path, likely is going to be something that no one else has done before or some version of it, but you're going to create your own option, like your own design. And that's what it's like. We're all here for a specific reason. We are all here to share our unique gifts, but it's only you that can do that. And that can be found in a lot of different forms, but I think that really kind of like taking a step back, evaluating, what do I naturally get drawn to? What do, yeah, like I said, what brings me joy? What makes me laugh? What excites me? What inspires me? Like, and then that, like writing down all of that, but then also just being honest with yourself about what makes you feel contracted. What makes you feel small? What makes you feel like uncomfortable, but in the icky kind of way? Who are those people? Like, and on both sides, you know, who brings you to life and who brings you down? Like there, this, you know, and like really looking at them, even creating like one on each page, like brightens me up, dims my light, writing it all out and taking a real honest look at that and identifying 
what stands out to you, maybe even starring a few things that you might want to try out or be able to um, integrate into your weekly schedule, daily schedule for the things that bring you joy. And as we remove some of the things that are holding us back, we're able to make space for more of the things that are pulling us forward. Let me say that again. When you remove the things that are holding you back, you make space for what you are actually trying to attract, what you are actually trying to create, what you desire and want more of. But life is full. We got a lot on our plates. So don't expect you're going to just crowd it all together and just stuff it in. Like make space. And I think when we distinguish between that lower brain, the thoughts even, what are the thoughts, the preconceived notions about who you think you are that are keeping you small? What are those for you? Like this, like that's a whole exercise in its own. But then to be able to then on the inverse be like, because I don't want to think about the, like, I'm not going to keep believing these things about myself because I know that I can be this. Like, who do you want to be a year from now? Who do you see yourself being in a year from now? What life do you want to have a year from now? Another great journaling exercise, leaning into that. What are the qualities, the characteristics that you want to possess? I did this exercise. I will try. I, I swear I cry episode every episode, but like I did this exercise. I really like was like, where, where do I see my life? Where do I see myself in a year? It's probably a year and a half ago. And, um, I wish I could pull it out for you. Maybe I'll share it on my Instagram and I'll share it with you guys. But like, I wrote down a list of where I wanted to be, who I wanted to be around the friends that I wanted to have, not like the specific people, but just the way that they made me feel when I was around them the relationship that I would want to create, the career path that I wanted to design, what I did each day, all of it. And I can truly honestly say I'm just about there. And it hasn't been easy. And there's been a lot of self-study as I pursued it. But one of the things I had to do the very most of was to cut ties with the things that that were holding me back to untether myself from what was in order to be able to create space for what I knew I wanted. And it's a beautiful journey. It can be a painful one, but it's a beautiful one. And the empowerment that you'll feel once you arrive on the other side is like nothing you'll ever experience. But grounding yourself, being able to really be hold true to what you are attracting is the key. And to be able to tap into that and to even know what that means for you is accessing that higher brain. And there's a lot of different things. We talked about, you know, journaling, what works for you, a few things to consider. Being in stillness. I've said this a million times on my pod. I talk about it all the time within like my friend groups and everyone around me. I meditate every day. Like, I don't always like record it on my app, which I'm trying to do more of just to be consistent with that, just so I can actually track it. But I will take at least 10 to 15 minutes every single day to be steady with my breath. I will take, I have two breath breaks at different points. I have one at 111 and 444, both every day. I will stop and my alarm will go off on my phone straight up and I will take a breath. I will take a deep breath in and a big breath out and I'll just be still for like 20 seconds. It's not a long time, but that allows me the awareness 
the just reminder to be here, to be present, to be in my body and not to be swirling around in my head, which I sometimes can do. So finding that also just being in nature, getting out, going for walks, exercising, um, going for a run. If that works for you, I despise running, but I love going for walks and I walk often. I love being out, getting fresh air. I love doing yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. So then I also love to teach. Being present and teaching is also very much an exercise for me to tap into my higher self. I'm forcing myself to be with my breath, to be able to access that kind of deeper wisdom within me and to orchestrate a room, to be able to command a classroom and to be able to serve from that place is one of my greatest gifts and something that I enjoy immensely. So teaching and practicing are both very much apart for me. Ecstatic dance, going to dance classes, going out socially dancing. I also love to move. It helps me tap into my feminine as well, which I have been very my masculine for a really long period of time, especially when I was first starting my real estate business. And so for me, leaning back into my feminine energy was very essential. So dance, there was like a solid year where I like uh, no lie, I may have danced every day. And so I would turn on music in my house and I would just like start boogieing. And my daughter loves to dance too because she used to see me do it all the time. And so we'll turn on music and we'll dance together and she'll like do her little fancy footwork and she's just like so silly with it. And it's like one of my favorite activities to do with her and also with myself. I love to go. I like, I've started going to Afro beats. I have like found a couple DJs I really synced up with, started going to their like um, different events just because I love the music. I love the pulse. Like I love the beat of it. It's very, it's like there's something that's like very ancestral that connects I'm part black so like that connects with me on such a deep level and just to be in that environment and that community and that space has been extremely healing for me as well it's something that I hands down will never forget and I'm always grateful for to be able to be in that space to be able to make the connections that I have within that to be around like-minded people that are kind that are just there to have a good time like no expectations like it's so beautiful and I'm forever grateful for that too so finding Afrobeats, finding dance in whatever way also just dancing in my car singing in my car I literally sing my heart out in my car all the time. Also, my daughter is in the back seat with me as she is also singing. She like sings like all the time now and it's the cutest thing in the world. But it's because we did that together and I think it was something that we were able like that it was useful for me. I was able to connect, get out of my head, get out of this like chatter of my brain and just sing to be with the music, to be one with the music. And that's why I tend to lean towards artists that are like write their own lyrics that really come from that heart space. Cause I think then they're connecting to their soul and then we're connecting to the soul together and that kind of that deeper collective consciousness. Bella also enjoys that. That's my daughter. Um, journaling, just listening, maybe even asking your soul questions. I have another episode on soul journaling. If you're um, curious about that, feel free to listen to it. Um, creating art, self-care, calming your nervous system. Calming your nervous system is first and foremost the best way to tap into your higher self. Like to be able to soothe your soul, to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system is a game changer. So noticing what soothes you truly like especially when I was going through um my divorce and all the things that were going on at that time my nervous system was shot I was also working 
hella. I was like so busy. I had so much on my plate that like, I literally was like, sometimes would be shaking because I would have so much going on. And like, just to get through just like a few hours was like, okay, I have this, this, and this to do. I'm going to check these things off my to-do list. Then I have to go do this. I have to go do that. I have to make sure food's ready, blah, blah, blah. Like I had to go from one step to the next. And that was the only way I was getting through for a little bit. But now that I'm able to be out of that, you know, clicking out of that survival mode, but even while I was in that, the only way I was able to like handle that with people are like, oh my gosh, like you handled that with so much grace. You were so at ease. Like, oh my, like it was just so beautiful to watch you just we were filled with joy and just feel so energized. I was like, bitch, I am like going through the trenches right now. But it's because I was giving myself permission to be still. I would take a bath almost every day, like soak in a bath, especially on more like stressful days. I put magnesium or like sea salts in there, essential oils. I'd like candles. I'd Palo Santo in my shit, sage in my shit every day. I was doing all of that. I was doing yoga more regularly. I was meditating consistently. I had to. That was like bar none, probably the thing that helped me ground me the most. I was going out for walks. Like I created all of these rituals within my life because I was so, like I was so determined to be able, like, I'm not going to let this tear me down. I'm not going to let the separation of my life to a certain extent burning, falling apart. I had to restructure everything from scratch. Like talk about fucking scary. Like everything I knew, everything I had worked for, everything that I had in my life that was consistent and that was safe got ripped from my fingertips. So in that moment, I had to create new systems. I'm a systems person. I'm a systems kind of gal. Like I have an order of operations for my life. I do things like I'm very freedom loving, but I am also very consistent. There is a method to the madness at all times. Truly. Um, My friends that know me well know that that's the case. And so for me, like when I had everything was just up in the air, I had to push each Lego piece back. Click, click, click built whole new life. And the only way I was able to do that with any semblance of peace within my soul was to do things that brought me joy, that grounded me. And I was so adamant about finding rituals. And I was, that was also a time where I like, I had to go on vacation. I work for myself. When you work for your own business, it's easy to never take vacation. So like I was adamant about taking a vacation at least once a year. I spent more time with my friends. I allowed myself the freedom to be able to just be, to be able to just like not be around anyone. I spent more time in solitude. I spent more time alone to just like help myself recharge because I was so like my energy was so diminished on a regular basis because I was exerting so much to just do day-to-day stuff because I had no foundation. I had to recreate it. And so I think for you, if this is all new to you, it's possible. Like I'm coming from like a couple years later, like now everything's streamlined. Everything's cons- like, I got, I got the systems. It's got, I'm good to go. But like when I first moved in my place and all I had was a carpet or rug on the ground and like, I didn't even have dishes, like sitting there kind of reevaluating my life choices. Like it can be scary. It can be really fucking scary. But one thing that I know and one thing that I believe is that we are more, far more resilient than we give ourselves credit to be. So you can survive, you can make it, you can create the life that you want 
I'm a testament to that. You can create the life that you want. You just have to be stubborn enough to stick to it. Determined enough that even things don't go right, that you know that you're still going to make it to the other side. And maybe it didn't go right for a reason. There's a lesson to be learned in it all. Continue to strive for continue to move ahead, but from a place of your higher self expansion, imagine what's possible, the dream life that you've always wanted. How can you create that? How can you move the needle forward in the pursuit of that from a place of calmness, of peace, of love, of that higher Atman that is within your heart? Tap in, lean in, in whatever way makes sense for you. You were born to thrive. You were born to be able to live a life that is designed by you for you with the support of the entire universe behind you. And I can't wait for you to find it. It's right around the corner if you decide to start now. I do want to say, <laughs> with my like, little note of like, hee <laughs> like a little spark of joy for you. But also, when you plant a seed, it doesn't bloom overnight. Case in point. So, plant the seed. These are, you're planting the seeds, or maybe you've had them planted for a while. Watering them is also required. Sunlight is also needed. That rest, the effort, the action of the sun, the rest and the water, the nourishing of our souls. And that as, you know, it starts to sprout, doesn't mean it's all over. You might get a little sparkle of like what's to come next. Keep at it. Keep going. It's going to keep going up. It's going to keep growing. I also just love flowers. So this is just like, the best for me but like keep going keep going and then once it blooms oh, that's where the magic really starts to happen and the world gets to see you for who you were always meant to be and that is a glorious beautiful amazing outstanding remarkable kind of experience and it's something that is that you're capable of and that is available to you if you want to access it. And that's what I do. So a large part of what I do is help people kind of investigate, to be able to integrate different practices, to be able to gain a deeper understanding of who you are, what you are meant to do, and then to be able to support you as you pursue it. And I do Dharma coaching. Didn't mean to plug myself in this moment, but that is a large part of it. And like have those people around you not even necessarily me, have the people around you that believe in you, that are encouraging you and that keep you motivated to keep going ahead and do these, like try out these exercises, try out different things. Know that if like one thing brings you joy at one time and it's not bringing you joy at other times, that's okay too. Like be able to incorporate this into your schedule to be able to have a more wholesome and holistic lifestyle that supports you from the inside out. Tapping into that higher awareness, leaning in to your highest self and be able to really distinguish between that chatter of our lower brain, the things that are keeping us safe per se, and the ability to be able to simmer it, to turn down the volume every once in a while so that you're able to spread your wings and fly. All right. Thank you so much for listening in and being here with me. I love you already. I really do. 
And I'm so grateful that you're listening, that you're present, that you're part of this community. And let's let's get after it. Let's go. Let's let's do the things that we know that we're meant to do so that we're able to pulling on your heart those desires that are guiding you. Again, what excites you? What makes you feel alive? That's what's tugging you in the right direction. And then when you start doing those things, when you're around those people, when you're around those places and those environments, honey, girl, mm -mm -mm, that's where it happens. And that's where right place, right time, and prepared and mentally ready for what's to come. That's how it happens. Okay? I love you!